But first, Amba, you've been following an attempted eviction in Crown Heights that has stirred a fierce response from the community. That's right. One month to the day after Hochul, sorry, Governor Kathy Hochul, ended the state's eviction moratorium, the Robinson family is fighting with the help of its neighbors to stay in the home that's been there since 1951 in Crown Heights at 954 Park Place. In this clip, you can hear Cherise Terrain and then her mother, Miss Robinson, addressing supporters from the top step outside of her home on Friday after marshals arrived. Miss Robinson's 98-year-old mother also lives at the home. So here we'll go to the clip. To have our day in court, we did not receive notice by law. We have to follow the law. We were supposed to receive notice. We never received notice of anything. It does not matter as long as you have money to pay, you can play. And this is what the game is all about. And it's a shame on the system. You are creating a violent situation. This is causing arthritis, pain, struggle, cancer, mentally, emotionally, and physically. This has destroyed my family. We're rising no matter what. My mother is 98 years old. She's still in her body. This is her home. They can come and they can galvanize. They're organized, but we're organized. Yesterday, the landlord tried again to forcibly enter the home at 964 Park Place. And today, the family was back in housing court while dozens of supporters refused to leave the house as police waited nearby. Joining us now to tell us about the situation are Cherise Terrain, who's being, you know, forcibly removed from her home. She's also a member of the Crown Heights Tenant Union, Nicholas Vargas of Brooklyn Eviction Defense, and Joel Weingold of the Crown Heights Tenant Union. These are both groups that have worked to support the family. Nico, Joel, and Cherise, welcome to the show. We got here, you here with us? Thank you for yep. having us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for being here among everything that's going on for you. So let's jump right into it. We're going to start with you, Nico and Joel, organizers. Can you just describe the scene right now at the home, the presence of the eviction defenders, and update us on what happened with with housing court? Yeah, so we're all present in the house right now. Uh, We've had a steady uh, flow and really kind of, you know, amazing uh, uh, influx of community members, uh, members of our organizations who have kept the Stoop Watch alive uh, since Thursday. Um, we've been Stoop Watching, you know, for almost a week straight, day in and day out, uh, you know, in the mo- early mornings uh, while the landlord had sent his goons to literally try to break in, um, while police are terrorizing us, while there's literally been a cop car, multiple cop cars outside of Sharice's house. Since the first day, um, we've just been holding space um, and uh, we reoccupied the home that is rightfully Sharice's. Um, and we have been keeping a presence here because we want to keep Sharice safe. Um, yeah. All and, right. And- Go ahead. Oh, and you wanted us to update on the housing court situation? Yes. Sure, I, I can give a little update. Um, so because of the depth and power of this struggle, um, you know, because of uh, the, the Robinson family and, and the Terrain family's refusal to leave and the mass support of fellow tenants and community members from all over the neighborhood and all over Brooklyn, uh, when we were assaulted yesterday by uh, a goon squad of about 20 um, pro-landlord goons uh, who took to the roofs to try to beat in the door, to the roof door, 
we the locks held our solidarity held uh and the issue was elevated to the attorney general uh and to the mayor the attorney general personally appeared in uh brooklyn housing court today um and you know is giving us some kinds of assurances uh that something will be done we don't believe we will believe it when we see it and direct action gets the goods and that's what we have seen here with the heroic struggle of Sharice, of Queen Afua, uh, of her family, and of, of the broader tenant movement. So there's another court date tomorrow at 1130 a.m. The court, uh, the case has been sent back to the judge who ordered the eviction in May of 2021 uh, when the moratorium had expired for just for a few days, had lapsed for just for a few days. In that three-day window, this eviction was ordered, um, which goes to show the cruelty and irrationality of the capitalist courts. It goes to show, uh, you know, that this judge personally told Sharice that he felt bad for the landlords and that he wished that he could order the execution of the warrant immediately. Um, so, you know, we shall not be moved. And, and that's where we're at. Mm-hmm. And Sharice, can you describe the history a little bit more of your case of owning the home, then renting it? Um and and what happened with getting um, the notices and not getting noticed when people stormed in? Okay, well, just a little bit of a quick background. Um, how we went from being homeowners to renters is that we did not receive notice um, when they actually illegally um, brought us into Supreme Court back in 2015. Uh, my grandmother, who is the rightful owner currently, who never received any money at all, um, who they stole her deed, um, never asked for her home to be sold, never asked for anyone to represent her in the sale of her home, and never received a benefit for the sale of her home. And none of these fraudulent attorneys had the authority to sell her home. Um, after they brought us into um Supreme Court back in 2015 in July 8th unbeknownst to the family what they then did was make a second index um case in Supreme Court as well to start up the injectment process in order to gain possession of the house once that happened the current landlords fraudulent landlord um in his racketeering ring all working as a collective also built an LLC, 964 Park Place. Based on that LLC and their collective, they then started the second Supreme Court case, then to sue my grandmother for the second time. So the first case, my grandmother was with um, 964 Park Place and Gantz, Gantz LLC, which is also um, um, Nets, management, which is also connected to the current fraudulent owner. My grandmother was on a case with them, too. I know it's very complicated. My grandma was also on a case with them as well. Once that happened, they then brought her into the the landlord-tenant court. Once you get brought into the landlord-tenant court eviction mill, you basically have no no longer in possession. So in in the interim of that, they then, the attorneys themselves put a two-way stipulation together, which the first judge in the Supreme Court is upholding. Without authority, they put the two-way stipulation together 
to say that this house is no longer my grandmother's. Mm-hmm. So they did a deed transfer by doing that to take the equity that was in the house in order to do that. Wow. Once they did, yeah. So now so you're forced out of owner, uh, you're forced out of ownership just because yes. there is a lot of lingo in here. Just to I'm make so sure. So sorry. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Just so, just to make sure our listeners can understand. Essentially, you're legally forced out of unlawfully but through the courts, forced out of ownership. And then let's fast forward to August of 2020. You get an eviction notice. And then if you can kind of quickly bring us to where we are now. So what happened is that um, during that three-day lapse, Mm -hmm. right? Right. We felt in between that three-day lapse. So in that three-day lapse, we then get the eviction notice. They they drag us back into court (laughs) once again. And this is when this, judge says this statement and he's angry about the moratorium and he's angry that the landlords are no longer in complete power and they could could no longer just stow um um tenants out in the street even though we're you know experiencing all these other harms and he says this and i just start crying so that's basically what happened and then i remember contacting my um union and they came out in full force within an hour fighting and had it not been for them because no one else came to help us at all, mm-hmm. at all. Let's be very clear. Um, and I hope and I answered your, your question. And that's I'm your, tenant, and that's your tenants union, Crown Heights. Tenant. And that's my tenant. Absolutely. And bed. So yes. And so that came brings out us, together as a collective. Mm-hmm. That brings us to our last question, which is about this, the, the sort of, the positive thing in this, which is the collective action that we're seeing come to support you all. So, so Nico and Joel talk about eviction defense um, and then talk about how others can get involved and what people should do if they're in a similar situation. You know, we know that Letitia James and city council member Chiose were present at yesterday's eviction defense, but evictions are happening all over the city. And unfortunately they are not all getting this attention. So how did you come together? How can people get involved in about a minute or so? And thank, thank you all so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I think it's really important to understand that like, you know, uh, uh, injury to one of us is an injury to all of us. Um, these things happen and they set a precedent that's been precedent set, you know, since the beginning of uh, private property that like, you know, landlords can, can treat people without land or property like shit. Um, And, you know, us setting a counter narrative that organized power can defeat landlords, that there are more of us than there are of them that, you know, all it takes is talking to your neighbors. All it takes is getting to know the conditions that are happening to, you know, your next door neighbor might be happening to you. All this is very necessary um, to understand that as a class, we are all united under the fact that we can be exploited. And Sharice and her family, um, you know, were once homeowners and they still are. They still, this home is theirs, but they were, uh, were not safe from the landlord class, even though they were homeowners. Um, And I think it's very important to understand that, that all of us are precarious under this system. All of us are targets under this system. And if we don't organize together as a class against the landlords, then we're never going to be safe. And how do we get involved? Uh, You can follow us uh, on Brooklyn Eviction Defense on cross social medias. You can go on our website. We have ways you can either sign up 
um, for an orientation to become a member, to get involved with on the ground organizing. All right. And we will see all of that online at Brooklyn Defense. You can also check out Crown Heights Tenant Union. Thank you so much, Sharice, Joel, and Nico for joining on us. We are going to continue to follow this story and uh, onward out there. Thank you all. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. All right, folks, that's it for now. We're going to listen to Some Unholy War by Amy Winehouse, and then we'll go on to talk to some Starbucks baristas for our second segment. 